Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves select Kevin Garnett from Farragut Academy in Chicago. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Western Conference Finals. Happy birthday, Kevin Garnett. Welcome, everybody, to The Den. This is The Howl. We would like to welcome everybody listening on the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport. You guessed it, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. I am the Bill Clinton of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron Burr-Groshan, the producer of the show, and to my left is none other than Rob Delaware River Hess, who is the jack-of-all-trades for our program. Third quarter is interview time. This week, we are joined by the great Warren Shaw of The Baseline, who was at All-Star Weekend. You can catch The Baseline on the Nothing But Net Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard. Fourth quarter, as always, starts with the Howell Hardwood History, followed by Can Kevin Cousy. In celebration of the GOAT's 50th birthday, we look to Michael Jordan, who said, Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. Jumping out of halftime here on the Howell Nothing But Net channel, we are joined by Warren Shaw, Shaw Sports NBA. Find him on Twitter. And we're now into the third quarter. Thanks for joining the show. How you doing? 
All-Star Weekend is a wrap. We're going to get into all that in a second, but how you doing? Oh, man, well, thanks so much, Anthony, for asking, first and foremost. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, you know, running the gauntlet at, in Charlotte. Um, it was an interesting time, but a lot of great things to see, and I think the city really did a good job in general, all things considered, hosting All-Star Weekend. Yes, it, this was an awaited experience. Obviously, a lot of fanfare surrounding uh, a lot of lot of political issues really going into All Star Weekend, right. which was put on hiatus. Ultimately, um, they made the right decision. Uh, NBA allows it back in Charlotte, and for all intents and purposes, it looked like a complete success. Um, everything that I saw, whether it was online, in the media, on television. And kind of what I'm the sense I'm getting from you was it was an absolute success. Um, how about um, the overall vibe from being, you know, you had feet on the ground. It was you and uh, your co-host of the NBA baseline show. Cal Lee was with you, correct? Correct. Absolutely. And yeah, as you alluded to, the city did again, just an amazing job. I think if anyone watched the press conference, Adam Silver, he said, the city made roughly about $100 million in terms of revenue and, and tourism and everybody that was kind of matriculating throughout the city. So the only thing you can say, you know, from a negative standpoint, which is an NBA fault, is that it was raining. So the weather was a little bit tough. Uh, so the rain and the cool air, I should say, because I know some people are really suffering from real cold. Uh, but it was in the 40s, um, primarily the entire weekend, uh, with a little bit of rain, especially the last few days. So that made things a little bit tough to kind of move around. Um, but because they did such a great job centralizing a lot of the events and the programming, a lot of that ended up being covered in some spaces and not covered in others, but you were still able to get to everything, which I think was important. Um, and the vibe I got from, you know, fans and people just kind of coming through is that, hey, they were excited that it was there in Charlotte, um, that the Queen City had an opportunity to showcase itself in, in the way that it did. And the NBA really activated so many different spaces that made a lot of sense for uh, for fans to kind of go through and they didn't really have to move around too, too much because everything was kind of centralized between the arena, the epicenter, and everything else like that. Well, too, um, I think it worked out well. Yeah, you know what? I got to add to this that, you know, you did say some of the weather did provide some hindrance. You know, from all the video content that I was seeing, it very much looked visually appealing, whether it was the outside spaces that were set up for the activations or whether it was the inside spaces. It all looked so much cutting edge. I mean, whether it was the TNT live set or, you know, from the Nike Jordan set that they had going on, those were the areas that I had seen and it looked fantastic. And, you know, from being in Minneapolis here, you know, covering the Timberwolves for the Howl, uh, we had su- the Super Bowl here last year, and we can definitely talk about having a major sporting event in, in a cold weather area. You know, Charlotte isn't supposed to be that way. And in Minneapolis, we have the Final Four coming up here in March. So hopefully we have some better better weather. Um, it, it seems like all things aside, that was the least of anybody's concern. They all had a very good time. Now let's t- talk about some of the events you had uh, participated in, Warren. You, you had AT&T, uh, Puma, you went to Adidas. Let's touch on that AT&T uh, in Budweiser event that you were, were at. Let's get into that. Yeah, man. So I think um, AT&T in general was just excited because they relaunched or just launched a new partnership with the league itself. That announcement came at the beginning part of last week, actually. Um, so we had an opportunity to, based on a new podcast, and talk to Chris Suzuki, um, the AVP of basically their partnership. Um, and the, the All-Star Weekend was really their introduction into the space. So 
uh, Saturday. Uh, the all-star practice was the AT&T all-star practice, and then um, as well to the dunk contest. So as a result, um, they had some different activations within the, the NBA crossover. Um, the crossover I actually did not get to, ironically, so it's kind of one of the major things there, but um, Mountain Dew and all those other all those other entities were in there as well, too. They, but then as a result, AT&T ended up having kind of a pre-All-Star uh, Game VIP party with uh, recording artist Grammy, Grammy nominated recording artist Chanel Monet. Um, and just as a thank you, you know, to people who are working with them, but as fans and um, people who consume their products and the two telecommunications, that event was very well received and extremely well done. Janelle Monet was a was an amazing artist. Um, and then regarding Budweiser, AT&T actually did it in the Budweiser space. Budweiser had Budweiser had a, an event the evening before that, um, and that's too. Again, just free drinks, mingling, networking. Um, I think I saw Chris Middleton at that event. I believe I saw um, John Collins at that event as well. So I actually saw John Collins a lot throughout the weekend. Um, and they just made sure that they made people feel at home. Um, and, and to me personally, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a beer drinker, so to speak. And I don't necessarily think, but and the NBA, but I did it for this weekend. And they had my co-host Kali actually won. He actually won a pair of shoes um, for a raffle that that was done. So I have to customize some Under Armour sneakers. Um, and he did a really good job of doing that as well. So I think Budweiser was was excited to to, to invite fans into their space. Um, and they did a really good job. Great music, um, some live entertainment. They had some jingle artists come out as well too. So. Um, I was excited to be part of that, but they did. It sounds like some very high class events, well put on. You know, AT and T. I've been a customer of AT and T for a decade plus. It's it's all I know, and very good service here in Minneapolis. If that's the service you want to use uh, in our downtown area where all the buildings are, it's it was you know for a good five to seven years was the only service anybody in in business would use because it never dropped calls. So uh, kudos to AT and T for putting on a fantastic event. Hey, I'm excited to hear about this Puma activation that you went to, Warren. Because let's face it, in basketball sneakers, uh, th- that's the culture that is hot right now. Obviously, hip hop is 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 always been tied into basketball culture. Sneaker culture is a close one B in that regard. And Puma has been making some serious waves. That Clyde sneaker, I think, is absolute fire. Those colorways coming out. And they're really signing some excellent players to the Puma Hoops brand. Let's uh, talk about that a little bit since you were there. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, they had multiple activations throughout the weekend. I believe it started with um, one of their trainers, Chris Brickley. He was, uh, they ran, ran out of the gym and they, Chris Brickley, he actually, train some of the young students and area, local kids in the area. So doing some philanthropic work, which also spoke to one of their executives. And they said more or less that that's what they're about. They want to, they don't just want to be um, a lifestyle. Um, and, and in terms of just like the, the sneaker itself and the clothing, they want to make sure that their players and their brand actually does something within the community. I think that was important. And that really resonated with me even speaking with their executives and people working, working with spaces and in, in, um, in Charlotte. So, um, so they did that. I think the opening weekend, you know, opening day on Thursday, um, and then they had some stuff on Friday. Saturday, I actually got to go to the uh, the Puma Palace. Um, so the Puma Palace is um, a nice space near downtown, like maybe a couple blocks away from um, uh, the main arena down there. And what you saw was they uh, they launched the Upwork sneaker. So you know, if you alluded to some crazy colorways regarding that, DeAndre Ayton was able to come by, Marvin Bagley was able to come by. Um, and they just introduced their fans, you know, to their players and, you know, 
uh, the fact that they are important and want to be important and have future stake in what the NBA is doing moving, moving forward. They also announced a brand partnership with the league earlier in the week as well, too, just ahead of All-Star Weekend. So, boy, basketball is definitely here to stay. Within that activation, you saw multi-tiers uh, of, of basketball hoops um, portrayed in a 90s kind of, uh, almost 90s hip-hop style fashion in terms of the, the color scheme, um, the graffiti look and everything as well, too. So the, 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 the baskets were on different levels. You have stuff at like six foot, so you can dunk at eight foot, 10 foot, 14 foot. Thank you know, rock and jock basketball, you know, so some of those old heads, you know, trying to make shots, you know, way, way like 14 feet in the air. Um, and that kept fans kind of engaged throughout that space the entire time. Of course, I had a little bar for some social activity as well, too, upstairs at the VIP level. Um, so I think Puma really, um, they, they set themselves off, set themselves off right. And then they ended up closing the concert, closing out All Star Weekend with the concert with Nipsey Hustle. So, you know, they, they knew what they were doing, uh, using these two brands, so to speak. Um, and I was excited to be a part of everything they did. Um, and like I said, I think they're going to be doing, they're going to be here to stay for sure. Well, it definitely sounds like it. I, I mean, if you look at the players that they have signed, these are young, promising stars that I think are going to grow within the league. And it's very interesting. Um, I watched a, a Nike video. They were sitting around a boardroom and it had Kevin Durant. And he said something that was profound, Warren. It really stuck with me. And I think this would apply to Puma's basketball principles on getting, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley the third. Is Kevin Durant said, Hey, I had signed with Nike and when my initial contract was came up, you know, there was sort of a war to get Kevin Durant. Do you remember this? He went you know, this theory of him going to Washington and Under Armour was trying to sign him. Do you remember all that kind of circus surrounding that? Yeah. Well he ended up sticking with Nike. And one of his main reasons he said was, hey, they were with me at the start. I was used to all the people. We had made relationships. And that sometimes I think can get lost in businesses, those pre-existing relationships and believing in somebody at the beginning where, you know, if you have Puma Hoops branded now with DeAndre Ayton, who looks like he might be the next David Robinson and Marvin Bagley, who is another young stud. You know, these are guys that very likely can, will never you know, turn their backs to Puma, right? So I think what they're doing is absolutely brilliant. And obviously the philanthropic aspect, being a part of the community, uh, if you listen to the show on the how, we are all about that. I mean, we do it here locally with the groups that we work with. So I love that principle from Puma. And last but certainly not least, Warren, you did attend an Adidas activation over NBA All-Star Weekend. Let's hear a little bit about your experience there. Yeah, Adidas was so, you know, uh, welcoming and warm about the weekend um they they tamed it down a little bit from previous years la was an extravaganza if you listen to our show based on podcast you would hear just how i've raved about that the craziest activation i've ever seen um, but here in charlotte they basically had a media suite and omni hotel um and welcome people in with open arms uh players kind of coming through lounges video games papa shop basketball I actually posted a video of john collins uh, against one of the ESPN guys, if you will, and the ESPN guy was kind of giving him that work. So Collins decided he was going to go up there inside a dunk a shot. So he was trying to dunk the ball instead of, you know, pop a shot, um, you know, from the respected range, if you will. Oh, I've um, I seen that, yep. Started. Yeah, yeah, it was it was wild. And again, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, there were sort of plenty of butter and jelly sandwiches at one point as well, too, because if you follow the league, you know that like this is actually a popular little snack around for players as well, too. Like some of the things that like seem all players seem to do, they all seem to bowl. And I like PB and J, so um, Adidas kind of fit into that. They launched uh, the race quake uh, colorways for for Damian Lillard um, and James Harden, um, 
And then they had um, some other speakers as well, too, that were available. So shout out to Lisa Canellos, who's their PR rep, and kind of toured me through the space. Dotcom came by. Trey Young came by. Um, Donovan Mitchell came by. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, all their guys. Harden, of course, as well, too. So um, they, they kept it kind of kept it popping with that as well, too. And, you know, Adidas did, did the thing as always. Um, and, and, you know, I know we got to move on, but also want to shout out Beach Report for what their act, what their activation was as well, too. That BR and and, and C thing was, was wild. It was, it was crazy as well, too. Well, good stuff. And yeah, we'll talk more about that later. And just, just to reset here, everybody listening to the Howl, our special guest tonight, Warren Shaw, NBA baseline airs every Tuesday, 9am Eastern here on the nothing but net channel. Got to keep it locked to his content. Obviously some amazing stuff week in and week out him and partner Cal Lee are bringing you the best in the business, one of the premier shows on the Nothing But Net channel. Now, overall, let's let's just talk about the general vibe of NBA All-Star Weekend. Obviously, we had the celebrity game on Friday, then Saturday night, which is really, I always host a, a bunch of people over at my house. We had uh, a big sushi dinner, man, we were having drinks, you know, game was in the background, everybody was having a good time, and we have the skills challenge, which is probably the most exciting finish of a skills challenge I have seen since. Uh, who was that guy, that center that won it uh, a couple years ago? Oh, yeah, him. Um, but, yeah, this, you know, the Tatum <laughs> shot was amazing. I mean, talk about, you know, hey, I got to go for it, and that goes in. Uh, where were you when, when that went down? Were you at the arena, or were you at an activation elsewhere? I know we're we're somewhere else, you know, kind of just kind of grabbing some food. It was a long day that day, unfortunately. So we were like, all right, well, we'll we'll chill out, grab some stuff, and kind of just take it in, you know, as fans for a little bit, you know. But I guess you're never really off the clock. You're always analyzing, and it's very interesting. So I think I tweeted out um, during the skill shot specifically. I think I think we've seen a new way, a new cheat, a new hack, um, especially you know with kind of uh, the half court shot. Trey Young got into the to the the beginning round, the next round by hitting basically a shot from, you know, one of the logos, if you will, just just beyond half court um, or just within half court. And then Jason came and beat Trey Young by flinging a half court shot. Trey Young also flipped the ball ahead as well at one time instead of dribbling it up um, to kind of catch up because uh, he, was, he, was, he was behind in that space at that time. So I think close competition was definitely one of the highlights of the evening. But, yeah, I think we see a new little hack right now. People are going to be doing those running floaters from, you know, 40 feet out sort of now if they feel like they've uh, the other guy's too far ahead of them. And let's face it, I think most casual fans think, oh my gosh, that's an amazing, amazing shot. And, and for our, it is. But if you've played basketball, kind of a, a having your momentum behind you, a running straight on shot, it's not overly difficult, especially, you know, if your risk reward is winning it and then your, your loss is, hey, I just run 10 more feet and pick up another ball and I get another shot, you know. Like you said, that's the hack. They've figured that roll out. Going on to the three-point contest, Steph Curry absolutely lights it up in his last rack and still loses to Joe Harris, uh, Virginia's very own, in what I thought was a very exciting three-point shootout. What are your takeaways from that three-point shootout contest, Warren? Yeah, I mean, I, I I can echo your thoughts there specifically. I mean, it's great to see Curry, especially come out the gate and, and do what he did. And I think, you know, obviously he's always going to be the favorite anytime the shooting is going to be involved in that. Joe Harris was really used not to be played with. And I think one of the best things about this um, this contest in general is 
really kind of that underdog, you know, the, the guy that nobody knows. It's looking like a lumberjack out there. Some people are saying it looks like a barista at Starbucks and stuff. Um, <laughs> and he comes out there and he beats, you know, the, the legendary, the all-time greatest shooter in the NBA by many people's accounts, Steph Curry. Um, and that just is so poignant for the league and where it's at right now. It's important for that because the Brooklyn Nets are a great story. So Joe Harris now becomes a great, uh, even bigger part of that great story that's already happening. Even Buddy Heald, who obviously has a little bit more fanfare than Joe Harris did um, coming into it, but he did well. And Sacramento Kings are a great story in the NBA. To see those two markets, if you will, obviously Brooklyn's not a small market, um, but they are a kind of an underrepresented franchise within the league. So to see Harris and Heald and obviously go against guys like Curry, um, and then for Harris to come out on top, that's huge. You know what I mean? And now people are going to be Googling, oh, who the hell is Joe Harris? It's much in the same vein as last year when Spencer Dinwiddie won the skills competition. A lot of people won't pay attention to Dinwiddie, you know, and his and his bid for most improved player. So um, I think this is what the three-point contest really brought to life. That, and it's probably the highlight event of the, of the evening in a lot of ways because it just had major names in it. Dane and all those guys, it was crazy. Uh, but shout to Joe Harris, man, because he really came through with that and really put Brooklyn on the map, as they say, in, in WoW. Yeah, most definitely with – you have teams that – what you're basically saying, they're flying a bit of the, the general population radar, right? Most teams or, or fans are focusing on the Rockets, the Lakers, the Warriors, the big names, the Sixers, the you know, Raptors even. But then NBA All-Star Weekend, you get that chance to let the Sacramento Kings get some shine and show the, the rest of the NBA, hey, we have some really talented players. Look at this. No different than you mentioned with the Brooklyn Nets, Spencer Dinwiddie last year. Joe Harris this year. I mean, very good stuff. The The Wolves, as a Wolves show, we can most definitely relate. I mean, the Rising Stars Challenge when we had, you know, Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, Shabazz Muhammad. I mean, that was huge for us. I mean, Wolves fans turned out for that. I mean, there's still, to this day, you can go to Target Center and you see tons of uh, the Rising Stars jerseys in the crowd. And it's, it's just a great little moment for those sort of underutilized franchises in terms of visibility to get some shine. And then we move on to the dunk contest, Warren, where there was some pushing off. There were some hands. And I don't know how much I, you know, I didn't know if I, I liked it and then I didn't like it and then I liked it and then I didn't like it. So I, I was mixed on what I really thought about overall the dunk contest because Diallo's dunk over Shaq was still super tight. And then you saw the hand and it, I, I will be honest, a purist in me says, you can't do that. That's cheating. Um, you know, if you and I were in a dunk contest, I'd call you out for it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. And, and the tenor of the dunk contest itself, you know, we're, we all know we're at a point where it's almost impossible for us to be captivated and amazed by something we absolutely haven't seen before. Um, so, yeah, there's little cheats and some of the stuff that people do. Um, and they're trying to put some sort of flair on it. And I think that's why you see um, all those theatrics, especially with what what, what John Collins attempted, just didn't just didn't <laughs> didn't go out quite as nice as he was had his division in, in his head. Um, but Diallo's dunk, um, and and obviously what Dennis Smith was trying to do, and then even bringing Jay Colo out, all that is just it's all theatrics, you know what I mean? And the art form itself of dunking, while it's it's ridiculous because it's like kind of what you said a little bit earlier, you know, for an NBA player. Some of it is like, all right, you know what? They, they are the most trained athletes and their bodies can do these things. But as a layman, like I can't go up there and I can, you know, I can even do a one hand, let alone, you know, 360 trying to leapfrog, even if I'm pressing on someone's back. 
So I think in some ways, you know what, you know, the dunk contest, yeah, it's lost its lore, um, but people miss it when it's not there at the same time as well, too. So I don't know what the NBA is actually going to be able to do about that. I mean, I think you still got to keep it around because you never know. And, and competition always pushes innovation. For me, it's all about hitting the dunks first try. And Dennis Smith Clean. Jr., yep. if, if yep. you look at, you know, like last year, right? He tried some crazy stuff. Well, he, he looks like he could be the best dunker. He just doesn't finish them, which that's what you have to do. And I want to know what you think about this because I, I feel like I might be sort of in my own bandwagon on this one. John Collins' first dunk where he grabbed the side of the backboard and kind of pulled himself to dunk around to the other side, I thought that was way cooler than what the judges scored him. And really, I didn't see a lot of reaction from that. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Do you? I mean, he grabs the side of the backboard, pulls himself around and dunks it. I had never seen that before. It was completely original. One. Two, absolutely impressive because you have to have that reach and the strength. And three, it wasn't deserving of seven and eights. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, he was salty. I'm sure we all saw the memes and things of that nature. Oh, he kind of looks off to the side and was like, <laughs> What the hell? Um, but I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm kind of a John Collins guy. I like him in general. And while I don't think his, you know, his airman, the CD airman dunk went off like how he had planned, that first dunk is just because he was the first person. So the judges are just like, eh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a 40. Yeah. Um, and I think he definitely deserved the 45, at least on that. It's for real. Um, because, again, I hadn't seen it before. But especially one of those things, when they slow it down, you really do see it. And I understand the judges are looking at things in real time, but you're the judge, right? So you're supposed to be able to see things with the trained eye. Um, so for me, especially watching it in a replay, I was like, yo, <laughs> I was really impressed. So he got dipped on that one a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, did it cost him the dunk contest? Probably not, but for definitely for that first one, he got lost. You know, it's almost like if you throw it back to, remember when Gerald Green uh, showed up in a Timberwolves cupcake. jersey with the cupcake. Oh, no, no. You know, we were all like, yeah, what yeah. the hell is he doing? He's putzing around. And it felt <laughs> like forever until, and then he dunks it, and then you're like, okay. And then you saw the what slow-mo, and there yeah. he is with this kind yeah. of puckered up <laughs> lips blowing <laughs> out the cupcake, and you're like, yo, that's what's up. And then, you know, it just that's takes it. a while. Yeah. But, uh, it, you yeah. know, dunk contest, it, it does take – it feels like it's like a it's like a roller coaster. You kind of going up and going up and going up it, and then it's that one year where you come down the the hill, and that's when you get the the Gordon versus Levine, you know, the MJ versus Dominique, and it just takes some time to build up. I I wish you could get some more uh, star power in the dunk contest because you know if we're talking about you know we just covered the three point contest, you do get stars in that event. So much more fanfare surrounding that. And I get, you know, the Derek Jones Jr. stories of the world. Those are nice to hear and see. And those guys really have springs in the lakes. But it would have been cool. Like, you know, you know, LeBron kind of robbed us. I'm sorry to say. We, we never got the chance to watch LeBron in a dunk contest. And he should have. You know, he should have been in one. I'm just saying. You know, so I would like to see some more star power in the dunk contest. I don't know what you think. Um, but, man, what a weekend. Well, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you know like close and comment on the dunk contest. Yeah, I just really feel like um, as fans, obviously we want to see the best of the best when possible. Um, and especially the name guys who we know who can throw it down. But I feel like at some point, you know, we're beating a dead horse. They're just not going to do it. There's just not enough reward in it for them. So maybe that's the answer. 
is there a way to further incentivize that like they did the all-star game in general um but i just feel like with kind of where the dunk contest is right now in terms of public perception these players especially these star players are just like all right well all they can do is hurt my image so to speak and it's funny because we'll say it and then you know you know how we are in the media oh well lebron's in and oh it wasn't all that good you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a lose-lose for him at the same time. But again, I think it still would be nice at least to see maybe one guy give it a shot. Well, and dunking is so different, right? There's there's the dunking that you see at the dunk contest, and then there's unbelievable in-game dunkers. And I would, obviously, especially at this stage of his career, LeBron James, you would put him in that in-game dunking category. Like, he's a fantastic right. in-game dunker. Well, Warren, you brought it up. NBA All-Star Game, Sunday night, who did you have picked winning and your MVP before the game? Now, be honest. Um, no, no, of course, of course. I did <laughs> pick playing. Team LeBron. <laughs> no, I picked Team LeBron, but I was like, well, is there a way? Because my, my, if you listen to our show, I was like, I think Paul George is kind of on this like rampant run right now where he wants to really prove he is an MVP. So I was like, well, I, I went crazy. I was like, all right, I'm going to pick Team LeBron to win, but Paul George to win the MVP. So that's kind of like where I went with it. I, KD was not on my radar at all. Um, but Team LeBron just went based on what they had. But I was hoping in some ways that I was going to be wrong. I was hoping Team Giannis was actually going to pull it out. Um, but unfortunately, at least for me, you know, I didn't bet on it, so I didn't lose any money. But I was kind of rooting hard for Team Giannis even though I picked Team LeBron. What did you pick, Aaron? I I picked Team LeBron, and I went LeBron MVP, and I tweeted that out. And as I was typing the message up, I thought to myself, my head says, logically, Team LeBron should win this game. But my mind also said, Giannis is going to go so hard. Like he's going to try. He's the, he's the ultimate tryhard. And I'm thinking, yeah. can he win MVP? And then LeBron also wins the game. And that's kind of what I was leaning. But I also was Not thinking Paul. Post. I was also thinking Paul George, too, because I'm thinking it's a three-point shootout or dunks, both of which PG is fantastic at. And so that was a super logical choice. I am surprised, though, that LeBron didn't get MVP and Kevin Durant ultimately finished over him. So I was, you know, I was thinking LeBron had it because LeBron finished 19, or excuse me, he finished with 19 points, eight rebounds, four assists. I get it's not the 31, but I do like the assists and the rebound numbers from LeBron. The trouble is he just shot bad from three. You know, he hits a couple of those threes. He could have been in the running. Um, KD wins his second MVP. I'm not an overall KD fan, so I'm not cheering super hard for that. But the comeback that they made was impressive. Yeah, no, it was. You have to, for for me, it, it started in that, you know, middle of the third quarter or maybe, you know, somewhere in that lane. And it started with Dame, Clay, and, and Bradley Beal. Yes. Um, and those guys just kind of went ham for a little bit. And then it just kind of brought it, brought things back. And what if they ended up closing the game? Well, like a 33 to 13 run or something like that? Yes. So, and it was like 19 to yeah. three of the last six minutes or something. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was, it was really wild. So uh, it was unfortunate that, I think Team Giannis wasn't able to hold on because I think, you know, they had the lead and they had, they had the horses in order to be able to do it. But, again, it really, that, that third quarter really changed the whole momentum and then allowed LeBron and KD and those guys to really kind of take over once the fourth quarter started. But, again, I thought Curry, he hit some big shots, you know, at times, and he went cold a little bit. Um, again, it was, it was a good competition, and, and that's all you want from an all-star weekend. 
especially in an all-star game like that. Um, we know that they've incentivized them a little bit more, as we talked about a little bit earlier, um, and, and they lived up to it. So uh, I wasn't necessarily bored at any point, even when they weren't playing as hard, so to speak. I was still entertained because, you know, you're seeing guys are making shots. Obviously, that, that courage of Giannis, alley-oop, that balance was just ridiculous. You know, KD coming through the lane. Cat came through the lane a couple times only in the first half as well, too. So, uh, again, I think we were all entertained by it. And All-Star game, it's fixed its problem that it had, you know, two or three years ago where people were like, all right, well, what the hell are you doing? This new format really seems to be working, and I think this is something that they, can, they should continue with. You know, something that I found super interesting is there was about six minutes left, and this was when the, the reserves of Team LeBron had basically got the lead back. And all of a sudden you see everybody stand up on the bench and it's, you see LeBron, you see Harden, Kawhi and Irving walking towards the scoring table. How I would be shaking in my boots if I was on a court and all of a sudden like those four guys are getting up to check into the game. It's like, you just, you could just feel it. Like here they come. Game's about to be over. And of course they sealed the deal. And you know, just to shake the pot a little bit here, KD in his MVP speech, he gives credit to Beal and um, Clay for igniting that third quarter run. Doesn't mention Dame, which I found interesting because Dame was for for what I saw the one that really got it going. So it's yeah, kind of like hmm. it, it left me wondering a little bit there if it was just a you know maybe just a misspoken yeah, moment or you know maybe. a little shade. Maybe. I don't know. Katie doesn't do anything by accident, so you know. So I kind of uh, feel I'm that. Gonna, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that right there. This might be a little something there with that, but nevertheless, again, we saw what it was. We know Dame was a huge part, if not the biggest part, of that third quarter run. Um, and they, they definitely gonna do it without him. But as you looked, I just want to point out something. There's a great picture. I don't remember, and I don't have the, the, the to give proper credit. Uh, but there's just a great picture of like the of all those guys. When those guys were, when Damon, Clay, and Beal were kind of leading the run, you see LeBron, you see Kawhi, you see James Harden, and it's just like they're all on the bench, like in their suits. They, they really look just kind of just bad A, man. And I was like, yo, look at that squad, but they are rooting for their, for their fellow, fellow teammates there, too. Uh, but the fact that LeBron assembled the team the way he did, you know, and maybe Giannis, maybe the fix was in a little bit as well before, before that. Uh, but all those free agents on his, on his team and the guys he can talk to and have some even a couple extra minutes with throughout the weekend. Again, another guy who's always calculated, always thinking about what's next. So I think we're going to have to watch what ends up happening in the free agency and see if any kind of under-the-table wink-wink deals were formed here in Charlotte. I agree. I agree 100%. And those tuning in to The Howl, make sure to keep it locked to Warren's radio program here on the Nothing But Net channel every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern. So if you want to keep in touch with all things NBA, follow him at Shaw Sports NBA. Warren, thank you for joining us tonight on The Howl. It has been a pleasure. Everything about NBA All-Star Weekend, you said. I was super excited to get you on the show because I knew you were busy. You and me were trading messages all weekend long. So thank you for taking the time out of your evening to join us on The Howl. Anytime, Aaron. Again, thank you so much for having me and happy to be a part of what everything's going on here with Nothing But Net. So continue success to you and, and The Howl, and we'll talk again soon, brother. There he goes. All right, everybody, up next in the fourth quarter, we have the Howell Hardwood history, followed by Can Kevin Cousy. Stick around. You're listening to the Howell, nothing but net, Dash Radio.
Quarter four of the Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. As always, we start with the Howl Hardwood history. And tonight, Aaron, uh, our, our Triple H actually, I mean, there's a little bit of local ties in there if you can if you can dig enough, right? Oh, there's, there's always a local tie, or at least we try to make one. Um, this is a very interesting story. This week's Howl Hardwood history player, Swoon Eric Nader, born January 14th, 1950, a retired Dutch professional basketball player, primarily played in the ABA, in NBA, where he holds a record exclusive to himself as being the only player to have ever led both the NBA and the ABA in rebounding. Now let's jump into his early career. Nader, Swoon Nader was born in the Netherlands. This is an, a fascinating story. This shows sort of the hardships of, you know, you, you see this professional basketball player, you just think he just showed up there one day. A wild story on how it all came to be. His family was in a bit of an economic struggle growing up as a young child. Um, his father, sister, and brother, excuse me, moved to the United States, leaving uh, Swoon and his sister orphans, okay? They were orphans, and three years later, a television show from America called It Could Be You, which was uh, also titled This Is Your Life, discovered the situation, brought the two together, and that is how Swoon Nader entered the country, I mean, fascinating stuff. He played college basketball at Cypress College in Cypress, California. And this is just a small community college. However, he was an All-American as a sophomore. And he ends up earning a scholarship to UCLA where he was a redshirt player. And this time during UCLA, this was the famous John Wooden era of UCLA basketball. And he was actually Bill Walton's backup in college. And his primary role on the team was to be the backup for Bill Walton, but really to be a player helping Walton develop as he was the star of the team. Now, moving forward to his professional career, where he was drafted in the first round, 16th pick overall by a team out of Miami called the Floridians. Here's the Minnesota tie, Rob. I know you'll appreciate this. The Minnesota Muskies was an ABA franchise sold to the Miami uh, franchise thus becoming the Floridians. This was the 1972 ABA draft, and then the Virginia Squires redrafted Swoon in 1972, a part of the ABA dispersal draft draft after the Floridians' demise. So what a whirlwind there for that franchise. Nader was also drafted in the 1973 NBA draft, and this is where he was the 16th selection by a team we all know today, the Milwaukee Bucks. And this was his chance to really find a role. He was then signed by the Virginia Squires, so it never panned out for him in Milwaukee. He goes and plays for the Squires of Virginia, and the Squires then trade Nader to the San Antonio Spurs for a draft pick in $300,000, so some good money back then. Now, as a member of the Spurs franchise, 
Nader was the American Basketball Association's Rookie of the Year, where he led the ABA in field goal percentage in 1974, the ABA in rebounding in 75, and was named ABA All-NBA second team in 1974-75, all while participating in the ABA All-Star Games both seasons. So now he's finally caught some roots with the Spurs. Nader played for the Spurs, the Squires, in the Knicks, all a part of the ABA. His NBA career began, like I said, with the Bucks. He was then traded after one season to the Buffalo Braves. The Braves played in San, San Diego. Nader became a local fan favorite by leading the NBA in rebounding during the 79-80 season, making him the only player to ever have done both for the NBA and ABA. Now, before the 1983-84 season, Nader was traded by the Clippers along with just-drafted player named Byron Scott to the Los Angeles Lakers for Norm Nixon, Eddie Jordan, and a 1986 second-round draft pick, which would eventually be dealt to the Phoenix Suns to become Jeff Hornacek. So wild stuff. Like, it's crazy how that all ties in together, right? Um, Nader ultimately retires from the NBA after he helped lead the Lakers to the NBA Finals and he played for the Australian Udine in the Italian League. And his life after basketball was he helped the Christian Heritage College in San Diego, California. Ultimately, and this is, I, I don't, can't imagine this is how you want to end it all, ultimately ends up working at Costco in the sports department. So there you have it. That is this week's Howell Hardwood history player Swoon and Nader inspired by last week's Can Kevin Cousy top 30 rebounders on a season basis all time. There you have it, Kevin. Howell Hardwood history player of the week, Swoon Nader. Swoon Nader. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, it is uh, time now for everybody's favorite game show, Can Kevin Cousy. After Aaron's win last week, he pulls it to 3-2 to two on the season series. For those that don't know how to play, Rob Hess has a list of players, uh, usually right around 30. Uh, or 75. Five, or, or 150 million, whatever. Uh, five clues per player. If Aaron or I think we know who Rob is describing, we use our name as our buzzer. If we're right, we get points. If we're wrong, we are out for the remainder of that player. There's usually themes and bonus points galore. And Rob has promised Aaron and I offline that there's going to be bonus points galore tonight. Isn't that right, Rob? Of course. Of course. This week we have, so every single question is worth a potential 12 points. Oh, goody. Uh, Yep. That's how we're doing it. So the way it works is (laughs) these are the top rebounders for each team. So there's 30 guys. The top rebounder on every single team is on this list. Currently. Yep. And it is in order. So best rebounder to you know the the worst of the best, okay. if that makes sense. So these are current current players, correct? Yep. I just so you, asked. And that. the way to work, so it's you get two points if you once you get the player, that's two points. After that, you get five points if you're exactly right with where that team ranks in the NBA in the top overall. In the thirty overall. Okay. So as a team wins loss or rebounds? Rebounds. Rebounds. Okay. Yep. And then you get an extra another five points if you're exact with how many rebounds per game, so to the decimal point, how many rebounds per game that player is averaging currently on this season. Holy cow. Wow. So and I some, think you and I are going to get a bunch of uh, two-pointers. And he, and he did this by times 30? Holy, yeah. that's like 
my high school math is that's like 642 questions, Rob. I mean, that, I don't know what that means. That's you mean points? Wild points. You said questions. Yeah, questions too, because you got to go, hey, how many rebounds do they have? How many wins do they have? I will What's say the more average? Aaron so, talks, the more questions I have. Holy cow. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, let's start it off. Good luck, Aaron. Where's our liquor sponsor when you need it? We need yeah, right? Bentry's Distillery <laughs> here tonight. Speaking of which. Bartley. <laughs> I got to head up there tonight after we record. Good thing I brought that up. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Going to have go, a Holland at the moon? Go say hi. I, I am going to have a Holland at the moon. Oh, funny. <laughs> All right, let's start it up. Kevin's going to come with me. 3,000. Kevin. Kevin. Andre Drummond. Good answer. Good answer. Nicely done. By the way, number two would have been snare, tom tom, bass. So Drummond. Drummond. Yep. There you go. Drummond. So what? So we'll start off with where does his team rank in rebounds? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. You know, he's. I think he's one of the better rebounders in the East. No way. I'm gonna say eleventh. Okay. So you think the Pistons are eleventh? Is what you in rebounding? Yeah. Overall. Perfect. Overall. Yep. Yes. Okay. Feeling good. All right. So, what's your guess? I'm going to say ninth overall. They are 22nd. <laughs> All right. How many rebounds per game, Kevin, does Andre Drummond average? Uh, that I'm going to say he's in double digits. I'm going to go with 10.8. 14.3. 15, exact. All right. 15 rebounds per so game. So, I get like two points there? You get no points because you're not exact. You got to get it to the exact to get the five points. That's yeah. never going to happen. Oh, yeah, man. So we're going to get a By bunch way, of 2 And there are a few players that have the same number. So keep that in mind when you're making guesses. Okay. I'm and, sitting down for this. All right. Next one. Billy. Wait, wait. I'll wait for him because he's, he's adjusting himself. Adjusted. That's, Consider myself adjusted. It's a little tough. He's getting there. Mind. Uh, so moving on. All right. Ready? Are you ready, Aaron? Of course. All right. Billy Piano Man. Rihanna. Kevin. Kevin. Joel Embiid. Congratulations. Nice, nice. Uh, let's see. What, uh, what team? So his team is the 76ers. What number Correct. are they? Uh, I'm going to go 13th. What are you thinking, Aaron? 11th. They are fourth. They're fourth in the NBA. How many <laughs> rebounds per game for Joel Embiid? 11.4. Aaron? 10.9. 13.5. Good job. 13.5. Trust the process. Yeah, he's doing something right. He did trust the process. I like right? that. Right? Worked out good. All right, moving on. Not so much for Markel Fultz. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like MJ, a second round pick. Aaron. Aaron. DeAndre Jordan. My boy's wicked smart. Nicely done. Thank you. How many, let's see, so what, uh, his team... What is his team ranking? Okay, he's now with the Knicks, and I can't imagine they're all that good. I'm going to say 26th. You go 28? 19. Right. Interesting. Not great, but not terrible. Not, not horrible. Terrible. I mean, a bad team. They were going to miss a lot better, of shots. Better than the rebounds, record. right? Very true. How many rebounds? DeAndre is 11.4. 13.2? Oh. 13.4. Ah! We're so close. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I feel like I should just pick a number and stick with it, and I got better chances. Yeah, maybe you'll get it. Just go at 10.3 all night long. For the record, these are in order. 
I picked that up after the second question. So, yeah, they're in order. That's so you know what I'm saying? So this is the next oh. guy on the list. All right, moving on. Is he a power forward or a center? Interesting. Wants to be in a large market. Kevin? Aaron. That was Kevin. Anthony Davis. My boy's wicked smart. Wicked smart indeed. What number? What are you thinking for the Pelicans? They Pelican or they Pelicant? I think they can because you look at Miritich before he was traded. You look at Julius Randle. You look at AD, even though AD's been injured. I'm going to go 17. Pelicant. Yeah, that's definitely Pelicant then. That's the lower <laughs> half of the league. Yeah, I, 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 I talked myself <laughs> through the AD injury and changed my number. Oh, man. I love Kevin's logic. All right. So that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. What, uh, so what's your guess? Well, I'm going to go with, I'm sticking with the Pelicans, and I will go 22nd. Well, you are both Pelerong, as they are second. Oh, they are second. They Pelican for sure. Wow. How many rebounds, Kevin, is Anthony Davis? I'm going to go even 13. All right. 12.7. 12.9. You guys are beating around the bush, but it wasn't so close. All right. Next one. A project draft pick that very much paid off. An all-star snub. French. Aaron. Aaron. Rudy Gobert. Congratulations. We're all dancing after that one. Nicely done. What are you thinking for the team? The Jazz? I'm going to say they are 12th. I'm going to go 14th. They are 18th. 18th. Okay. Rudy Gobert averages 12.4 rebounds per game. 12.6 rebounds per game. 12.9. The exact same amount as Anthony I Davis. I said I, some of them are the same. I, I thought about that too. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Moving on up. He is not a geek, but he's close. Many don't even try with him. Kevin? Kevin. Giannis Antetokounmpo? My boy's wicked smart. Boom, boom. That He's is Greek, correct. not a geek. That's right. That's right. I, I was thinking of jumping in on that, but I, I've known Rob for too long. Yeah. I, I don't trick as much. I don't trick as much nervous. as I used to. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to go. The, I think the Bucks are pretty high up. I'm going to go 11th. All right. Ninth. They are number one. Good job. Numero uno. They now, looked num- number one last night in the All-Star game. I how many what, uh, wow. How many rebounds is he getting? For Giannis? Yep, per game. 12.5. Feels good. I'm going to say 12.6. 12.7. Oh. <laughs> so close. Yet, yet so, so far. far. All right, moving on. Not Chris Carter. Sets lots of illegal screens in the playoffs. Kevin. Kevin. Clint Capella. My boy's wicked smart. Wicked smart. What are we thinking for the Rockets? Uh, I'm going to go fourth for the Rockets. That feels nice. Seventh. 28th. All right. 28th. All right. Wow. Not so much. Uh, How many rebounds per game? 12.4. Oh, it's getting there. What's the guess? 12.3. 12.6. 12.6. You guys were close. 
That was your guess from last time, Aaron. It's like stand- <laughs> I feel like we're standing outside like the pizzeria, just getting free smells right now. Yeah, watching people walk yeah. out with the pizza, and we're just stuck there looking. <laughs> That's what we're doing. It's close. Just over here sniffing. Uh, next one. He is an absence of color. Talented, but not always wanted. Eastern Conference Fire. Kevin. Aaron. Kevin. Hassan Whiteside. Good answer. Good answer. I'm back and forth. I'm like, white, black. What is it? (laughs) White is the absence of a color. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Rob. What are we thinking for uh, number for the heat? Tenth. 23rd. 14th. 14th. I'm going to put him at 12.4. What's your guess? 12.3. 12.4 is correct. Yes! Finally. Ah, I knew somebody was going to get it soon. Yeah, Kevin it hits a dinger. Like... What's, uh, let's get a scoring update Kevin's here on Dash Radio's dinger. Nothing But Net channel. Uh, Aaron currently has four points. Kevin has 17. All right, it's a barn burner. Yikes. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, pay close attention, guys. This one's really easy. He enjoys a fancy feast. Aaron. Aaron. Carl Anthony Towns. That sounds about right. Yes, it does, Jerry. Yes, it does. What are we thinking? 12.1. You're uh, guessing wrong. Uh, it's a team first. Oh, okay. So what are the 15th. Wolves? 15th. 10th. They're 20th. Okay. Part of the problem is they're not great rebounding on the offensive end. 12.1. 12.2. 12.0. <laughs> Those free smells again, Aaron. Uh, So close, yet so far. Next one. A very underrated Eastern Conference big man. An all-star. Aaron. Aaron. Nikola Vucevic. Good job. Nicely done. Nicely done. What are we thinking for the team? Are they good? Are they bad? A little magic in the rebounding? 12th. 10th. 12th, it is. Good job, Aaron. That is a seven-pointer right there from Aaron. See? That's why no one's out of it when we do it now. I like this. Now, what are we guessing for the number? 11.7. 11.9. 12 exactly. Same as Towns. Mm. I was hoping you'd guess, tw- like, oh, 12, 12. I was hoping maybe you'd do it. Give mm. you an extra five, but it wasn't meant to be. wasn't meant to be. Next one. D'Angelo Wilson began his career in Seattle. UCLA for college. The Thunder. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Durant? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, you are wrong. Thank you, Danny DeVito. What, uh, we're looking over to you. Do you want to make a guess? Or you want me to, to finish it off? I think you should keep, keep giving me hints. All right. R.W. Five. That's it? Yeah. Five, four, three, two. I don't know. One. What? Really? With the thunder? Yeah. All right. Seriously? You know it now, right? He doesn't. I was going to say Reggie Williams. No. Russell Westbrook. What's Reg, wrong with Reggie you people? Williams. Wow. That's not even a basketball player. Wow. RW. I, I keep sorry. thinking of big men. Sad, and all, like, I have my sad. mind set on big men. So and D'Angelo I don't even... Wilson, D'Angelo Russell, Russell Wilson. Yep. 
Okay, Rob, we get it. You're rubbing it in. Well, I, I have to after the fact you forgot <laughs> Mr. Triple Double, but that's fine. We move on. We're sad, but we what we got to do is rebounds. I know that's what we're moving on to. Rank. Okay. What? Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Aaron because you got the last one right. Okay. Uh, the Thunder. How are they sitting? Good, bad, fifth, tenth, third. They are third. I was gonna say third. Well, but you didn't. So, all right, Aaron. To you, how many rebounds per game is Russell Wilson? Eleven point eight. Oh, that was the number I was thinking of, but I'm not gonna. Not going to go that route with Aaron, so I'm going to go 11.9. 11.2. Okay. Not as good as you guys thought. Pretty big still pretty good. Yeah, but still pretty good. Off yeah, so it was 12 on Vucevic. Not too shabby at all. All right, moving on. Not Kevin Love. Kardashian ties. Kevin. Tristan Thompson. That sounds about right. All right, nicely done. What's, what team, what's their team ranking? Uh, I'm going to go 29th. Feels upon right. Uh, probably a little bit higher. They miss a lot of shots. I'm going to say 14th. 25. Mm. 25. Logic was off there. What's the number? I'm going to say 11. Mm. 11.2. 11. 11.1. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's close. Woo! That's good stuff. That is good stuff. All right, next one. Steve Miller Band. Kevin. Kevin. Nikola Jokic. That's right. The Joker, the Batman villain, Nikola Jokic. Nicely done. What is the Denver Nuggets? What are they ranked? I'm going to say 10th. 7th. They're 11th. Ah. 11th. So close. How many rebounds per game, Kevin? 11. 10.9. 10.6. 10.9. 10.6. 10.6. Moving on. A number one pick. He wants to be the alpha. Seven foot one. Arizona for college. Aaron. Aaron. DeAndre Ayton. My boy's wicked smart. Oh, yeah. Like it. I like it. What are they? The Suns would be. 30th. 22nd. 30th is correct. Five points. For the Groshan. The how many? Groshan. How many rebounds? 10.2. 10.5. is correct. Answer Dang. that. Wow, what a, that is an answer. Wow, this is like some tennis up in here. It's just a back and forth. I like it. I like it. All right, next one. Started his career with the Nuggets. Has only been in the Western Conference. Aaron. Aaron. Kenneth Freed. I'm stupid. I was wrong. I'm the worst. Yes, you are the worst. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that was harsh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I haven't gotten to use enough of the incorrect ones yet. We need some more incorrect answers, guys. Uh, next one. He is Bosnian. The Blazers. JN. Five. Kevin. Okay. Yusuf Nurkic. My boy's wicked smart. Wicked smart indeed. What number are they? Tenth. Ninth. Sixth. They're sixth. Okay. What's the number? 10.3. That feels solid. 10.2. 10.2 is correct. 
Cinco puntos para Aaron. Nicely done. Moving on up. I don't know what you could just call me, but I, that might have been an insult. It was. He said five points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. He is a dunker in the Eastern Conference. Wake Forest for college. Aaron. Aaron. John Collins. That sounds about right. It does sound about right. How many rebounds, or what number, I should say, yeah, are the Hawks? the Hawks? 29th. 10th. 15th. Okay. 15th. What are we thinking for his number, Aaron? Oh, okay. I'm going to say 10.2. 10. 9.5. A little bit of a drop there. All right. What's, uh, let's get a scoring update here on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. Oh, boy. Uh, it is currently Aaron with 27. Kevin, 28. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is that really what that's just so happened? That's so close. I like Dang, it. That's I had no idea. I thought I was still down big. That's what I wanted to see. Woo! All right, moving on. Kombucha. Rob knew how good he would be. I know that's a long list, but. Way to toot your own horn there with that clue. Right. Well, I'll do that later, too. Just threw up my mouth a little. He has a famous basketball father. Gonzaga for college. Kevin. Kevin. DeMontis Sabonis. That sounds about right. Nicely done. Oh, that was big. Uh, I'm going to say the Pacers are 10th. Aaron, what say you? 17. 24. Wow. Yeah, 24. I knew they weren't as good. What's the number? 9.5. 9.7. 9.2. 9.2. I was thinking like a stone right now. Close, close. We're into the power forwards here. Moving on up. SVG. Kevin. Kevin. I think he might have gotten me, but I'm going to go Aaron Gordon. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Love that one. Uh, Incorrect. I know who it is. I'm going to let you keep going. Recently, he has been on a bunch of different teams. Known for his time with the Magic. Wizards. D.H. I don't know it. That's the wrong guy. You don't know it? How do you, you not serious? know it? The Wizards? Oh Are you God. serious? Yeah. Wow. Five, four, three, two, one. No points, but what's the answer? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Uh, uh, SVJ stood for Stan Van Gundy. His is he arch still nemesis. I don't even hear that. What are we, uh, let's see, so the Wizards, what are they sitting? Uh, we're going to go to Kevin, because you just make me sad, Aaron. Tenth. <laughs> okay, uh, Wizards, 29th. 29 is correct. He can't figure out Dwight Howard, but he can figure out 29. We'll take that. And I got 30, right? So how many, let's go to you for rebounds now, Aaron. 9.1. 9.1. Nine even? 9.2. Yep. Again, nine point two. Yep. Next one. A long, narrow hilltop, mountain range, or watershed. He was a trailblazer. Two teams in his career. The Spurs. Aaron. Aaron. Lamarcus Aldridge. Good answer. Good answer. What are we thinking for uh, the Spurs? How do they rebound? Got to be up there. I'm going to say 11th. 10th. 16th. Pretty much league average there. Yep. What, uh, how many a game? 
Nine point one. Eight point nine. Nine even. No. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Fudge. That is fantastic, is what that is. All right, next one. It's uh, it's coming out of the wire here, guys. Not many left. Not Jimmy Butler. Rob knew how good he would be. Don't worry, that's my last one. Arizona for college. Kevin. Kevin. Lowry Markinen. Congratulations. We're all dancing here in the den. I like it. What are we thinking for? Hold on. Hold on. I need to correct the history. I feel like I told you about Laurie Markkinen. That is absolutely not true. In fact, I did the preparation for an episode where I said we did a highlight in the middle of last year on Laurie Markkinen. I think I, but I, I called you at night one time watching. Here's what we'll do. Uh, you said you think. I said I know. Survey says. No oh Trump's think. Gosh. No Trump's think. Okay. Wow. All right. What are we thinking? Uh, I think the Bulls are 10th. 10th? All right. 28th. 26th, 26th. How many per game? 8.8. What say you, Aaron? Does that sound good? Does that sound bad? 8.7. 8. 8.9. 8.9. Got a few left. Sivad Day. Eastern Conference. Kevin. Uh, yep. Ed Davis. My boy's wicked smart. Nicely done. How? Kevin loves any of the ones you spell for him. What is I, the Nets? The odds of me getting Tenth. those right are so low. Who, what team is this? This is the Nets. Tenth. That's what <clears> he said. 28th. Fifth. Jesus. Yeah, they're fifth. I am sleeping on the Nets, I think. Yeah, well, they've been good this year. What's the number? 8. 8. 8.8. 8.7. 8.6. 8.6. So close yet so far. Next one. To some, he roams mountains and has horns. I really wanted someone to get that. Three teams in his career so far. Two in the East, one in the West. He is an all-star captain. Aaron. Aaron. Five. LeBron James. That sounds about right. That does sound about right, Jerry. The goat. The goat. (laughs) To some, to that some. Was, that was messing with me. To some, though. Yeah. To some, not to all, some. to some. What, uh, the Lakers, what are they? What's their number? 28th. 10th. 7th. 7th. Wow, really down on the Lake show. Man. I'm imploring a strategy, That's Rob. the JaVale McGee show. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, it ain't working for either one of you. Okay. What, uh, what's the number? How many, how many boards? 8.6. 8.5. 8. 8.6 is correct. Fudge. Imploring a strategy, folks. Oof. We got a few left, but not a... Well, actually, there's a few more than I thought. That's all right. You got a chance. What's uh, Let's get a scoring update. Uh, Aaron is currently sitting at 41. Kevin, 34. Ooh. What? Someone's pulling away. We got we had Team Giannis over here with Kevin. Well, I just got seven points. That was the whole lead on one oh. question. Well, we'll what, see what happens. I'll take it. Moving up. A center traded at the deadline from the west to the east. Another name for a target. Ricky Rubio. Aaron. Aaron. Five. Four. Three. I lost it. Two. All right. The Raptors. MG. Kevin. Kevin. Mark Gasol. Good answer. Good answer. Nicely done. 
That was what, big. What is uh, the Raptors' number? Are they good? Are they bad? Tenth. Sixth. Eighth. Okay. Eighth. What's the number? Eight and a half. 8.4. Eight and a half it is. Yes! Wow. Tie game. Kevin's coming for you. Just like that. Tie ball game. That's unbelievable. Woo. And yet it happened. <clears throat> and yet it happened. Here we are. Next one. Not cat. He is basically made of tattoos. Kentucky for college. Aaron. Kevin. That was Aaron. Willie Cauley Stein. Good answer. Good answer. Nicely done. The Kings, what are they sitting? 28th. 10th. 21st. 21st. How many, uh, how many rebounds per game? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kevin just having a little inside joke moment. Um, 8.4. 8. Oh. 8.3. 8.5. You, no! you went the wrong direction. You went the wrong direction. <laughs> it's just getting <laughs> I was making sure I didn't give anything away because I was like he's gonna guess one or the other and I was like I can't don't look at him don't look him in the so eyes so close next one a second round pick many people do not like him he would have been a great soccer player the Warriors Kevin Kevin Draymond Green my boy's wicked smart nice I sit down. What, uh, what are the Warriors? Where are they sitting? Tenth. Fifth. Tenth it is. Yes, it finally That is off. seven points. Can he go for an even 12? Or a 12, I guess maybe not an even 12, but. 8.3. You got to answer. Like, I nothing? know. I know what I'm going to say. I just. Well, then wanted, you should, say, I you should tell the rest say, of us. I wanted us. to say 8.3. Well, I, you can say it if you want you can. to. 8.2. 7.6. We got a wow. little bit of a drop-off there. A little drop-off. Next one. Traded at the deadline, east to west. Fifth pick in 2011. From Lithuania. The Grizzlies. Kevin. Kevin. Jonas Valanciunas. Congratulations. Uh, done. I'm in big trouble. This is going to be tough, Aaron. But there's a few. There's a few left. Not a lot, but there's a few. What's uh, what's their number? Now that my strategy paid off, I don't know where we're at. Nineteen. Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Oh. So close. <laughs> what's his number? Rebounds per game. Seven point six. Seven point five. Seven point three. Okay. So close. Moving on. If you weren't paying attention to this season, you would not expect to see him on this list. The Hawks may want a redo. Skywalker. Kevin? Kevin. Luka Doncic? Good answer. Good answer. His response is why the first one is what it is. I mean, that's a high number for him. Yeah. I mean, for, for, it's a really good number. What are the, what are the Mavs sitting? 28th. 28th. Seventeenth. Dang it! Well, I'd have been clutch too if I. What's hit the number? One. By the way, you don't want to ma- match him. You want to win, right? Yeah, but if it's the right answer, <laughs> I want the right answer too. You know, uh, that's how we got the last five point question. Seven point two. Seven point 
I tried so hard not to give that away. Seven one. It was seven point two. It is. Yes. Yes. When he said it, I was glad you didn't look at me. I was like, my, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, oh, he did it. Seven point two. We have here. I'll give you the. There's three left. There's three not left. out of it. And there's no bonuses at the end. It's just these. This is the last three. <clears throat> Take it or leave it. All right. Here we go. An Eastern Conference center. Not Jefferson. Florida for college. The Celtics. Kevin. Kevin. Al Horford. Good answer. Kevin's picking me apart here. This is not going well for you. What a time to just stall. What's the number for the Celtics? Eighth? Fourth. Thirteenth. Okay. I'm going to put him at 7.1. Aaron? Seven. 6.8. 6.8. Seems kind of low for him. Yeah, yeah, he could do more than that. So we got two left. I'm going to give you a hint. One of them is in the 20s. One of them is in the top 10 for okay. teams. I'm not telling you which one, but... <laughs> All right, next one. North Carolina for college. Not Luke. The Hornets. CZ. Kevin. Kevin. Cody Zeller. Boom, boom. Nicely done. Oh, he's just like a quarter second quicker than me. What's the number? 28th. 28th. 23rd. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the rebounds? What's the rebounds? Seven. No, we're, we're in the sixes now. Oh, are we? Okay. Oh, well. Okay. You should be happy that he did that. 6.7. 6.7 is correct. Well, so what's the, what's, let's give it, let's just give us a score. So Aaron has 58, 61. Holy cow. Wait, it's a three-point game? No, wait, sorry. 48-61. Sorry. 48-61. Oh, well, then it's over. No, it's not. Yeah. It says if, Max, I it is 12. Max is 12. Unless you smart off to him. Unless, will you away. give him, will you make the question itself worth four points? Yes. All right. I'll do it. All right. So he's got to get both the rebound number and the... Yeah, he'd have to get, get everything out. plus... Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. So it's, it's really... I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play ball. Just to make it, just to make it interesting. I'll play ball. Time. With house money. Thanks, Kev. You're right. welcome. Here we go. So, so kind. Western Conference and West Coast. Six foot eight, seven foot four wingspan. Louisville for college. Aaron. Aaron. Five. Four. Montreal's Harold. My boy's wicked smart. Wicked smart. Wow. Now, I already gave you a hint for this one. I gave Top you both ten. a hint. Yep. Try to you know try to think in your head what's what are the numbers that have been said. I mean I know that's really difficult, but I'm just if there's any you remember, don't say those. Seven. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Number nine. This is just for fun. Let's see what we got. Montres Harrell. Six point six. Six three. Six seven. I was going to say 6-7. And yet you didn't. And yet you didn't. That was a good one, right? Yeah. That was, that that was actually That was fun. pretty good. That was good. That was uh, as interesting as 162 questions about rebounding yeah. can be, I think. So that uh, that wraps it up for this edition. Kevin, myself, I move up to 4-2 and two on the year. So four wins for me, two for Aaron. And that does it for this week's edition of The Howl. Uh, reminder, you can find us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel here. Wednesdays, 2-5 to five Central. 
and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central. If you missed us on Dash, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. We're on Spotify now as well. Uh, so find us, subscribe, find us on Twitter at The Howell Radio. We would love to hear from you and interact from you. For Aaron, for Rob, and myself, until next week, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels. Featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.